couple of key points. Target market. Target market is who we want to buy our product. That's not the same thing as the target audience. So the target market is who we want to buy our product. The target audience is who we want to reach with our advertising. So our target market is who we want to buy our product. The target audience is who we want to reach with our advertising. Why is that potentially different? Well, because we're not going to have one campaign for our entire target market. We said we might segment the market demographically based on gender. So as exceptional marketers, wouldn't it make sense to have one ad campaign for men and one ad campaign for women? So for the campaign that we developed for women, our target audience is women, not men. So that's why very often the target audience is a subset of the target market. The target market is everyone we want to reach, everybody we want to buy our product, and the target audience is just those that we want to reach with our advertising campaign, with that particular advertising campaign, which might be just men, or just women, or just um, Hispanics, or just Asians. Frequency is how many times they'll be exposed, how many times we anticipate them being exposed to, let's say, the TV commercial. How many times? So frequency is the number of times. The reach is how many people will be exposed to our TV commercial or our print ad or our billboard. So the frequency is how many times they're going to be exposed. The reach is how many people. So when we're developing our marketing communications plan, we need to determine how many people we want to reach. Is it 10 million or 100 million? And how frequently they need to be exposed. Typically, a good rule of thumb is six to eight times in order for them to be able to process the messaging. It's not enough to see it once or twice or even three times in large part because of clutter. What's clutter? Is all the other commercials that are running within that 90 second time frame. Or other ads in a magazine. So it's not just your ad in a magazine, there's a lot of other ads in a magazine. That's right, clutter, noise, all right, budgeting. So there's a few ways you could set your communications budget. One of them is a percentage of sales, which is very common. Typically it's 6% of sales. So if your sales are $100 million, then 6% of that would be $6 million. Percentage of sales. Another way to determine your budget for marketing communications is what's known as competitive parity. Instead of saying 6% of sales, competitive parity is what do the competitors spend? So if competitors are spending $10 million, that's what we're going to spend. We're going to at least match what they spend. If they're spending $20 million, that's what we're going to spend. 
if we can, if we have the cash that Jimmy said that we have, if we have enough cash on hand, then we could do that. Because that might be 20% of our sales. Another way we could budget is objective tasks. So we're not looking at what the competitors are spending, and it's not 6% of sales, which is a good rule of thumb. I know you think it's somewhat arbitrary. It is a good rule of thumb, but really the best is objective tasks. What is it that you want to achieve? That's what should determine how much money you spend. If you want to increase brand recall 5 points, or you want to increase brand recall 10 points, or 15 points, that should define how much money you spend on advertising. That should determine whether or not you spend $10 million or $50 million. Target market coverage. Intensive, selective, and exclusive. Intensive distribution. So we're talking about target market coverage. Intensive distribution means we want to sell our product everywhere. So we want to sell our product in discount stores, drug stores, grocery stores, specialty stores. That's intensive distribution. But we don't always want to sell our product everywhere. Sometimes we only want to sell our product in a select number of locations, like maybe grocery stores and drug stores. So intensive distribution is we want to sell our product everywhere. Select distribution, selective distribution is we want to sell our product in a limited number of locations. A select few. Exclusive is actually limited. So exclusive is really the opposite of intensive. So it's maybe one channel of distribution or one retailer. So a good example of exclusive distribution is when um, the iPhone was being sold at AT&T. That was an example of exclusive distribution. That was the only place, right, other than an Apple store, that you could get the product. You couldn't get it at a Verizon store, you couldn't get it at a Sprint store, you couldn't get it at a T-Mobile store. It was exclusive. The opposite of that would be if you just distributed iPhones in all channels of distribution, in all retailers, for example. That's what we mean when we talk about target market coverage, the distribution strategy. And we talked about pricing, we said, sometimes we have this good, better, best pricing. Penetration pricing is when we introduce a product at a low price with the expectation of selling the entire market quickly. So we want to increase the rate of adoption, so we introduce the product at a low price. So we have a choice. We have a choice to introduce the product at $5 or $50. So if we introduce the product at $5 and it's a price-sensitive market, a market that's elastic, so if the market is elastic, if it's price sensitive, that means that if we introduce the product at a lower price, we're going to sell more units. The reason we would introduce it at a lower price is because we want to achieve adoption 
We want to quickly achieve adoption of that product. We want people to buy that product and maximize our sales in a short period of time. But skimming, it means that we introduce the product at a higher price, but then deliberately, in a very planned way, lower the price over time. So we might introduce the product at $50, and then over time reduce it to $45, to $40, to $35. That would be an example of skinning. Skimming. <laughs> That's a different topic, right? So skimming. So we deliberately lower the price over time. Why? Because what we expect is that there's early adopters and innovators that are willing to pay the higher price for the product. And there's the early majority and also the late majority, but that represents about 68% of the market. But the innovators and early adopters, those are the ones that are willing to pay a premium to be the first to have a product. So it's common um, in technology markets. You see the product is introduced at $600, and then people buy the product, the innovators and early adopters buy the product at that price, and then they lower the price over time. And they introduce new products. Do you get that information from um, marketing research? Which, which information? Um, like how much would they be willing to pay? Oh, absolutely. So we absolutely do pricing research to understand what um, the consumer would be willing to pay for a particular product. Fun times. <laughs> it was fun for me. Was it fun for you? Yes. Best students ever. A period course. That's when you're talking about the unit per course is going down as the... <clears throat> yep, absolutely. So wow. the unit fixed cost is going to go down. The total fixed cost is going to be a billion dollars, but the way that we're going to be able to make money is that we're going to spread those, that billion dollars over, instead of 10,000 units, 10 million units. Now we have a chance at being profitable.